Coach Taku. Making anime your new life coach. Coach Taku listeners, happy Friday. This is Mary, and I have a really good surprise for us today. We have our first guest speaker, and this is Kristen Gerlank. She's with me from KJOY Coaching, and I have like a funny story of how we met because we actually met on one of the Coach Taku lives, and then afterwards I was like, Kristen and I should be friends, and so I, I stalked her on Instagram. I don't usually do that. Maybe sometimes I do, and then we just connected, and we became like BFFs. And I was like, "This person is a genius. She's magical. Aside from being an excellent coach, she's also very intuitive." So it was a lot of fun just connecting with her and talking about different things. And I'm so excited because one, she's joining us, and two, we're talking about one of her favorite animes, which she made me watch. We'll which we'll get into in a little bit. And it's none other than Attack on Titan. So Kristen, welcome. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much, Mary, for the beautiful introduction. I am so excited to be on the show today. And I'm so excited that Mary did stalk me on Instagram. Um, I think one of the funniest moments, I used to crash the lives and Mary saw me and she's like, are you uh, team Christina? And I was like, no, I'm team everyone. So that was the start of our friendship. I know Mary and Christina. We both studied at Accomplishment Coaching and I studied ontological coaching there as well. Um, I coach a lot of overachievers. Um, I do a lot of inner work and transformational work for uh, relationships and people that want to own their inner badassery. Yes. And I'm so happy that this badass coach has joined us today and we're taking on the topic of Attack on Titan. And what's more exciting is that this is going to be two parts because as we all know, Attack on Titan is a titan of a show. Ha ha. <laughs> but for those of you who don't know what the anime is about, here's your here's your synopsis. This annoying kid, um, which Kristen has her own special introduction for, lives with his family inside a small little town that's surrounded by walls because there are giant monsters called titans that live outside the walls that eat humans. An annoying kid, also known as Aaron, wants to get rid of all the Titans so that everyone is free. And Kristen, tell us how you feel about Aaron. I love Aaron as a character, but when I watched episode one, I was just like, oh man, this is uh, Naruto all over again. Because when I watched Naruto and I loved that show, it was just like the first episode is getting used to Naruto screaming and just getting everyone's attention. And I feel like Aaron is a mini clone of him and he was um, influenced by Naruto. So it makes a lot of sense. So monsters, annoying kid, Aaron, um, what is our coaching topic? You may be wondering. And the only thing we can talk about when looking at Attack on Titan, probably the biggest one is how do we be when we are faced with a lot of fears? Like who are we being? How do we find purpose? Um, how do we react 
and how can we uh, intentionally choose a different pathway? And I think this is an excellent conversation because we see so much fear in this show. We see so much raw fear in so many different moments, probably in every episode, you can find some moment of fear, of rage, of anger. And we see how these characters choose to live in spite of the circumstances. And sometimes they react to the fear and sometimes they choose outside of the fear. So it's a really cool coaching conversation for us to look at because we can also see for ourselves, who are we when we are faced with fear? How do we react? And what are those moments when we cave to the fear and those moments when we've stepped outside of it? Anything you want to add to that, Kristen? Yeah, I think that's a beautiful intro to the coaching topic. Um, one of the things I think about this show a lot too is the character's why. And if their why is bigger than the fear, that propels them forward. And you can apply that to an everyday person in their life. There are a lot of things that are outside of our comfort zone, but you have to push through the discomfort to get to the goal that you really want. And honestly, that's where the gold is. Like if you push through the fear, one of the things we talk about in coaching a lot is breakthroughs. And usually in your discomfort, there's a lot of breakthroughs you can learn about yourself and how you cope with adverse situations. It can also give you more confidence when you overcome something that you didn't think you could do previously, which then sets the bar for like, what else could I do now that I know I'm a badass that can do these things. Yeah, totally. And I think our, the different characters in the show kind of show those breakthroughs in different ways at different times. And one of my favorite ones, and I think for you too, Kristen, is none other than the badass Mikasa. <laughs> so maybe we can start with her because I think Mikasa, Mikasa's superpower is her love and protectiveness for Eren. And I think that's what actually propels her to just step up each and every time in spite of the fear, in spite of the odds, in spite of whatever is going around around her to just keep going and to keep fighting because she has someone to protect. She has someone that she loves. And Kristen, I'm so curious as to what you see as Mikasa's, if you see anything else as to her why and what you can share with us. Mikasa is one of my favorite characters as well. I view her as the ultimate protector, not just for Aaron and Armin, but for the team. Like she will always step up to save everyone. I think one of her biggest motivations, and this contains a spoiler, but when you look, when we get flashbacks to her backstory, um, her parents were attacked and murdered and Aaron actually saved her life. So she definitely has this life debt relationship to him and just is so grateful. But Aaron and his family took her in and she really associated their family bond and connection as like true stability and love. One of the symbols in this show is she, Aaron, when he saved her, he wrapped a scarf around her. And that's like the big symbolism for his love and protection. She wears it with her all the time. It's always with her in every battle. And I think that's a physical embodiment of what gives her strength. But even without the scarf, that 
a key motivation is always what propels her to put herself in the line of fire. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting, Kristen, it's that Mikasa's superpower is like so natural, it's such a natural part of her. And that almost makes it a little bit unrelatable for normal people who are faced with titans <laughs> because let's let's be real like if we see a didactic monster right now how many of us are gonna be like you know what i can slash this guy probably not many of us and that's one of the reasons i love armin because talk about one of the other strong characters in the show armin isn't physically strong but he's really smart and what's so interesting about armin is that and we can talk, we, I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more later, Kristen, but he could have chosen a totally different role with his intellect and with his knowledge, with his skills and abilities. He could have gone a very different path, but instead he chooses the one that's most dangerous because why? <laughs> and that's a good question. And this is where like, this is where I think uh, what his why is stronger than his fear. It's because one, he's in pursuit of something bigger than himself he's pursued knowledge he's pursuit of he's in pursuit of protection for his friends and this is the only way he knows how to do it so he wants to stay with his little community with what he's created a family with because he's created a family with Mikasa and Aaron and to do that he knows that he has to be a better version of himself each time he has to push himself forward and I know Kristen that you have thoughts on Armin as well Yes, Mary. Thank you. Um, yeah, Armin, as you said, like he is just so intelligent. He could be hidden in like a tower, just studying all the time and not putting himself in the line of danger. But one of Armin's why, which is bigger than his fear, even though he knows he's not the most physically equipped to be flying around walls um, and attacking Titans, is that he is obsessed with finding out what's beyond the walls. One of the earliest scenes in the show shows him, Mikasa and um, our Aaron reading together. And he's just talking about the sea and how badly he wants to see it. So he thinks there's answers for their world if he gets beyond the walls. And that would be another piece of the puzzle to their whole existence. So he is willing to put his mortality on the line for the ultimate quest for knowledge. And that is an, a huge why to push himself through the fear. Yeah, Kristen, and just to bring it back to something that you said earlier in terms of breakthroughs and really like connecting to ourselves and then realizing, oh, wow, we did this and we can do so much more. I think Armin is an awesome reflection of that. Because while his initial why is like, what's beyond these walls and what worlds are out there? And let me protect my my little community here. What we learn about Armin as the story goes forward is that he's an amazing tactician. Like he's an amazing strategist. And he is probably only second to Erwin. I'm not sure that we'll talk about much in this episode, but who's also an awesome character. And his ability to like create war strategies is often what keeps all the scouts and all the soldiers that are fighting safe. Yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like when I think of Armin as the show progresses, I always see him on horseback being like, Hey y'all, like this is the play here. Otherwise we're all going to get destroyed. So yeah, he and, um, Erwin are definitely the show's key strategists. And one of the things that I think is interesting too about both Mikasa and Armin 
is they're not always aware of their superpowers. So when you said before, like Mikasa, um, it could be unrelatable to others. I don't think she thinks of herself as like this badass, brave warrior. She just knows like she has to do it for her why. And Armin initially was in more of a comparison game with the other recruits. Like everyone's so much stronger than me. Like I'm never going to cut it. And then, like you said, he becomes integral to everyone's survival because he's thinking of these master plans on the fly, moving horses. And that, you know, that's something you can't duplicate. That that's just a uniquely him gift. Yeah. So when we're bringing back this conversation to uh, ourselves, it's like these characters could have stopped at any time. Like Mikasa could have gone and created a home for herself somewhere else and created a family because what we know about Mikasa is that family is really important to her. But instead she chose to fight and instead she chose to love Aaron and protect him and move forward and fight in this war. And the same thing for Armin, like he chose to like really step up in spite of the fear. And I think another real example of this is the scouts in general. And there are so many scenes where the scouts who are your frontline warriors choose to fight in spite of the odds and in spite of the fears. And I know that Kristen has this one example that she's dying to talk about. I know that I have some other examples of this, but it's really cool to see what we're capable of when we actually choose something outside. Yeah, the one example that always stood out to me in this show was when they were in training, they were told the top percent of the class gets to have first pick of what they choose. So historically, most people with the highest scores will choose the military police where you're in like the innermost sanctums of the kingdom. You have a really cushy position. You are really unlikely to have to attack any Titans. And there's the stereotype of them just like sitting around drinking and playing games. So as a real world example, sometimes people might choose what they view as like the cushier or safe option because then they don't have to push through the fear and get to like what their true why is. The cost of this is that if you stay in this place, the comfortable zone, and you're not really getting what you want, you can be living a life of either dissatisfaction, boredom, feeling like a lack of true purpose. So I thought it was such a touching like clutching my heart moment when the top performers purposely chose to be in the scouts. And a lot of them had seen massive destruction of their village. They had their family members die in front of them. And basically they chose the scouts, which is like viewed as a suicide squad because they're like, I need to do this. Why? Even though I could choose the quote unquote easier option. Yeah, and uh, we can see this. Um, there's this one scene where the new recruits are getting, um, they're being talked to by General Irwin, who's like, hey, only 30% of you might survive, may survive. The odds are really against you. And you see all of them shaking. Like you can see the fear they have. And you see that the majority of soldiers leave. They just walk out and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. But then the ones that are remain, you see that they're, they're trembling, they're shaking, that their eyes are wide, but they're still standing there. And that's because the why is so much greater than the fear. 
And so if you're taking away anything from this conversation, it's that we create, we have the ability to create that why. We have the ability to create meaning for ourselves outside of their circumstances, outside of the fears, outside of feelings or whatever's going on. We actually have choice in every step of the way to create something that's big enough to keep us moving forward in a certain direction. And I think um, there's one other example, Kristen, that I really enjoyed. And that's when uh, Titans first attack the town after the, the initial scouts have been trained. And you see people, there's like mass chaos, people are running away. And then the general comes in and he's, or the commander comes in and he's like, yeah, go ahead, run. Anyone who wants to run, you've seen Titans, go ahead, get out of here. <laughs> like, I understand you're scared. He's like, go back to your families. But then remember that if the Titans breach this wall right now, who's going to protect them? And what are you going to, and where are you going to be? And who are you going to be about it? And then you see those people who are doing this max exodus turn back and say, yeah, I have to step up. And that's them choosing outside of the fear again. Yeah, that was also a beautiful heart clutching moment for me because I'm always so moved when I, I love empowered speeches, first of all, like I'm always a sucker for that. But then also when you have that person that can really land that speech and then everyone shows up, that's always just a heart-stopping moment. The other thing that came to mind um, when you were speaking before is when the scouts were trembling and shaking, I think that fear in our body responses, like, it's normal. A lot of times, like if we are in, you know, moving through discomfort and going into the unknown, we will be like fearful. We will have somatic responses um, we might be filled with doubt, like Mary and I are both entrepreneurs, and I'm sure she can attest that on her, you know, coaching journey, building a business, you know, you swing on a pendulum sometimes. So even normalizing that experience that if you're moving through the fear, it might not always be an easy ride. Yeah. So maybe you're not battling Titans, but you are making difficult choices in life and they don't have to be about monsters and hopefully they're not life and death situations, but we all have choices that make us very uncomfortable, whether it's around work or relationships or whatever's going on in our interpersonal lives. Sometimes I'll give you an example. I, um, I just started recently swimming. <laughs> and one of the things that my instructor made me do last week was dive into, I gotta tell you, I was scared. <laughs> and I was like, wait, I have a choice here. <laughs> and I had to coach myself with it and say, okay, what am I going to choose? And how am I going to choose outside of this? And then I was like, and the motivator was actually, Hey, I'm a coach. If I can't do what I'm preaching, then I, I can't, you know, like I can't call myself a good coach and I dove in and I survived. So this is a small example, but it's to show you that fear shows up in different ways. It doesn't always have to be a big thing. It's just who we choose to be about it in the moment. That's a great example, Mary. And I'm glad you did the dive and also relatable because diving scares me too. <laughs> so then one of, of course, we can't end this episode without talking about our beloved Aaron, <laughs> our beloved or hated Aaron. I don't know, you either love him or you hate him. And I think for Aaron, what I see for him is just the, the, the desire for freedom. And that's actually his biggest motivator. And that's his biggest why. It's a desire to not be trapped or caged in 
and to be able to move freely around. And I think that's what keeps him moving forward by any means possible. What do you think, Kristen? I agree. I really think that Aaron is just like the juggernaut of this show. And his biggest motivation was just seeing, um, well, first his whole town destroyed, but then also watching his mother die in front of him. So he is filled with this vengeance to destroy all the Titans. And it is viewed by all the characters as like the most colossal motivation too, because he is just known for, you know, screaming that from the rooftops all the time. Yeah. And I think what's interesting about Aaron is that as the seasons, as the series progresses and as you get further into the seasons, um, it's interesting how he continues to choose his why from without really regard to anyone else around him. It's like he's so committed to his cause that oftentimes he disregards the feelings, emotions, community that's around him. And that's actually a really interesting place to look for him and part of a different coaching conversation, I think. But one that's uh, one that's really interesting to talk about in this conversation, just because it really shows how his why is so much bigger than anything else, including himself at times. Yeah. Aaron is definitely not influenced by anyone else. Like he is a prime coaching example of how no one will sway him in his vision. So his conviction level is so high. One of the things that, you know, I would say his emotions in terms of motivations are just so heightened compared to some of the other characters. And that is such a driver for him that he really uses his rage and grief to propel him as well through like in addition to his why. So I think his, his rage is like, is actually stronger than his fear. And for you listening out there, you don't have to choose your rage. <laughs> you can choose love <laughs> or, or joy or something else that's more empowering to you. Um, but I hope that what you're getting for your, from this conversation is that to look at the bigger picture, to look at your bigger reason why, to think that there's something, something else outside of the fear. Um, and if you need support with that, that's definitely a coaching conversation that Kristen and I can help you with. And um, we'd be happy to support in any way. And Kristen, before we like wrap up this episode, I just want to make sure that people know how to reach you. So what are your handles? Where can people talk to you or send you messages? Thank you so much, Mary. And this has been amazing being on the show. You can find me at KJOY Coaching on Instagram and also uh, Kristen Gerlank on Facebook or LinkedIn. But uh, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram and I'd love to chat. Yeah. And also stay tuned because Kristen is joining us for part two of Attack on Titan. So that's going to be really excited, uh, exciting and wait for next week's episode to find out more. Until next time, everybody. Bye, everyone. Hey, thanks so much for watching this episode of Coach Taku. You're subscribing so you never miss a new episode. Have an idea for an episode or show you'd love us to discuss? DM us on our Insta, Coach Taku Pod. C-O-H-C-H-T-A-C-U-P-O-D or email us at coachtakupod at gmail.com. Love your wonderful host? 
In that case, you can follow me, Christina, at herextinaroar on Instagram. And you can follow Mary at mary, M-E-R-Y, dot the nerdy coach. Thanks so much. Catch you in the next one.